Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone is doing okay and hanging in there um, as we adapt to our new normal. And there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of, um, you know, fear. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, honestly, we have more questions than we have answers. So the best we can do is just kind of hang in there. And here's Luna. And uh, Sam is over here sleeping on the couch. So um, again, I hope you're doing all right. And I hope that especially those of you who are empathic, that you're taking care of yourselves. This is a very difficult time because you pick up what's in the field. You pick up what's going on around you. And if what's going on around you is fear, then that's what you're going to pick up. Now today, we're going to be talking about what it means to be an empath who is isolated. Because it is our instinct to resonate with other people. It's our instinct to connect. And if you're feeling separated, then that can actually be kind of jarring because then there's no one for you to resonate with. I mean, you know, if you have your, your pets or, you know, if you have somebody else there, uh, that holds its own problems. And, and we're going to address that. But first, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what it feels like to be alone. Because empaths, whenever we're out, we're not really alone. We have an amazing gift that allows us to resonate with someone else's energy and with their emotions. If someone needs us to be comforting and parental and nurturing, we automatically know that and we can become that. If someone needs us to be playful, we become that. And if someone needs us to say, hey, hey, come on, calm down, take a breath, you're going to be all right. You know, kind of that, that tough love type of thing. We can instinctively know that and be that. And what are we when we're by ourselves? Who are we when we're by ourselves? Because that can be a tough question for those who are instinctively you know, by nature, you know, those who connect. And sometimes it can be really a blessing when we're in situations where we're alone, because then we start to explore who we are and what makes us happy and what are our thoughts separate from the thoughts of others. I took a year long course in spirituality and, and spiritual, you know, types of activities and energetic works. And a part of that was that we had to go up on a mountain for three days and be alone. And I mean, you know, no fire, no other people, you know, no food and, and very little water. And it was interesting because it was just being out in nature and it was jarring at first because I was thinking there's no one here. Who am I when I'm alone? Which was, you know, the main gift that I had out of it. Because sitting there, you know, day and night, just being and connecting to the natural world, 
And the natural world does not have emotional stories. It just is. And it was wonderful, you know, to watch, you know, like a deer walked by and I was in my place of stillness. It did not view me as a threat. So it just kind of did its thing. And what I felt was just neutrality, just this is an event. And it was really wonderful and, and eye-opening to be able to go into that place of just stillness and detachment. You know, there were no attachments. It wasn't like the deer was going, oh, gee, you know, did I do this? Did I take care of that? Or, you know, what does the, what do the other deer think of me? No, it was just in the moment. And it's about learning to be in the moment. And that is a very, very cool thing. So this is an opportunity for you. If, if you are by yourself, as I am, I mean, I live alone and, you know, and I have my pets and pets can be very good at helping us kind of get through these moments because, you know, they are, you know, they hold that neutrality. They hold that peace, just like I'm holding you. And, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, Luna, she's, she's an excellent teacher in that because it's in her world, either something holds relevance or it doesn't. And if it does not hold relevance, she does not invest anything in it. I mean, if, if Sam is up barking at something, she'll look at him like, well, that seems to be a you problem. And she doesn't let it bother her. She is completely autonomous except when she wants cuddles. <laughs> and pets can teach us that. So as you, you know, consider, you know, what it is that you are, you know, what are your resources? Because it can be, I mean, you can go through an actual empathic withdrawal. And empathic withdrawal is when you're very used to resonating with other people and suddenly you don't have people to resonate with. I mean, it comes down to the point even where, you know, you want to call up that friend who does nothing but complain and yet it's something to connect to, even though it's not necessarily positive for you. So it's a good way for you to gauge how attached are you to that feeling because it is a sensation. It is a feeling. People who empathically connect can feel it. And, you know, generally it's a good feeling. And if we become too attached to it, then it becomes an addiction. And the way I feel about it, I mean, just me personally, empathy should not be a reflex. It should be a choice. And my whole purpose in creating this series is for empaths to understand that they can choose. They can choose in the moment. Is empathy necessary? And if it is, how much? And if I initiate it, how do I know when I no longer need to have it active? I'm up here by myself. And essentially, I just kind of only use my empathy when I go out to walk Sam in the morning. I will use empathy with 
the natural world around me because it helps bring me peace. You know, it, it's not, you know, and empathy is usually about how can I help somebody else when you're out in nature or, you know, when you find that stillness and you incorporate empathy, it's about you. It's about, um, you know, helping you feel better. And if an empath is really honest, you know, cause I had to learn, I had to face that honesty within myself when I really looked at what I was doing and yes, you know, I would go out and I would help a lot of people and, you know, everybody said how great that it was to talk to me because I would always listen and I always seemed to understand. The thing was, I got something out of it too, because if I was around someone who was not in balance, who was not in a settled place, it affected me. And then I didn't feel settled. So whatever it took to get them okay meant that I would do that and I would become that. So they could be okay so I could be okay. So there is that selfish element. You know, an unmanaged empath can only be as happy as the least happy person in the room. Which moves us to the other idea that what if you're not alone? What if you're with someone and you're in those close quarters that can be really tricky because of the fact that if someone is, you know, feeling fear near you or feeling agitation, you're going to pick up on it and then it's going to start bouncing back and forth and gaining in intensity. So when you are around someone, you need to be extra, extra sure that you can define what belongs to you and what does not. Because if somebody else is feeling something, you don't have to engage in it. You don't have to choose to go there. You can remain detached and go, well, I can be supportive. I can be understanding and I don't have to make their fear my own because it doesn't reduce their fear. And usually it will just amplify it. So when you're looking at, you know, your relationships, how many of your relationships are those that where you're just kind of putting your empathy out just so that they're okay so you can be okay. This is a wonderful time for us to consider who we are because this is about who are you? Who are you separate from all the other, you know, personalities and personas and, and all of those things that you become for other people? Who are you? What do you like? What do you enjoy that is separate from everyone else? Who are you as a person? What do you believe? Because that will also vary according to the intensity of the emotion of the people and the beliefs of the people we're around. Who are you when you are alone? Do you enjoy the company of that person? I mean, that's really the important thing. Do you enjoy your own company when you are alone? Can you be content with that? And if not, if you need someone else's energy dictating who you are, then that's something to look at. Now, the ability to carry that autonomy, to recognize who you are, to own who you are, and to be very solid in who you are, separate from everyone else, that does not reduce your ability to work with empathy. And in fact, it increases it. It makes it more profound. It makes it clearer. 
and it can intensify what it is you can do because you can recognize the empathy as non-self because the, the body and everything recognizes either self or non-self. And if you can make that division, if you can go into that space and say, okay, you know, what belongs to me and what doesn't. And the thing is, you don't have to be around people to fall into that. You know, you can resonate with the collective consciousness of what's going on in your community. And there's a lot of that. You know, even if you're alone, you're not really alone. Empaths are never really alone unless they choose to be. And you can watch something on television. You can watch someone expressing an emotion on television or, you know, on whatever, over the phone or whatever, and you will immediately resonate with that. Because distance is not an issue for empathy. It doesn't matter. You can look at an image of someone, a picture of someone going through something and it will resonate. It will trigger. It may not trigger as strongly as if that person is right there, but it will trigger and it can be very powerful. So be aware of what it is that is triggering you. What is it that is, you know, bringing up feelings that may or may not belong to you? I mean, yes, we all have our own individual fears about what's going on. And I mean, some days it's sort of like, look at it like the five stages of grief. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And those, it's not just a line. We loop back through that. And when we're going through these difficult times, especially when people feel powerless, which is a very strong emotion that empaths will resonate with. Because when we resonate, it also brings up those things within us. If you are someone who has a history of feeling helpless, that's going to be one of the stronger feelings that you resonate with. So be aware, if you're an angry person by nature, you are going to resonate most easily with anger and most closely. If you're a loving person, you know, loving emotions from other people, compassion from other people is going to be that much stronger because you resonate with that naturally. So be aware that what's happening is not only do you resonate, but it will amplify what is within you, which means that empaths really need to work on doing our work to find balance within ourselves. Empaths need balance more than anyone else because of the fact that yes, our abilities allow us to help people in amazing ways. And only if we are able to manage it from a conscious level. You know, otherwise you're just somebody getting sucked into, you know, the same issues that that person is going through. Their issues become yours and are then magnified by the fact that it resonates with the issues within yourself. 
if you're an empath and you're going through a lot of fear, and yes, you know, there's a lot of things to be worried about right now. If you're going through that, recognize that that belongs to you. Recognize what is yours and deal with it. Don't just say, okay, well, I'm in fear, you know, and that's fear. Well, that's the first step to recognize it and to see, oh, okay, yeah, that's, this is a fear place I'm in. The next step is, what do I want to do with this? How do I want to manage this? Do I want, you know, because sometimes it is, you know, you sit down and have a good cry. You know, crying is, is a medicine man once told me that tears are the sincerest form of prayer. And if you're scared, it's okay to cry because you're scared. You know, you can lay on your couch and tremble and, you know, clutch your pillow and, you know, pull a warm blanket around you and just let loose. Go ahead and cry. And then, you know, you can come out of it and say, well, okay, you know, wash your face and take a breath and go, all right, I got that energy out. Now, what do I want to do with this? Or maybe you just go straight to, well, what do I want to do with this? Is there anything I can do to change this situation? If not, then, and you know, and it could be fear, it could be anger, it could be frustration. I mean, just watching the news is, can be a very frustrating act. So I would recommend you, you know, have certain times when you do that. Um, but when you are in a situation where it's necessary for you to just kind of sit down and, you know, face what it is, look it in the face. If it's fear, if it's anger, if it's hopelessness, if it's frustration, look it in the eye and say, okay, you're a thing. Now, you don't control me. And every once in a while, we got to tell, you know, our fear, our anger, it does not make the decisions. You make the decisions, the conscious you. And your empathy doesn't get to make the decisions for you because it will only, you know, your empath, that empathic part of you, that's all it wants to do is be empathic. The angry part of you only wants to be angry because that's its solution. The fearful part wants to be fearful. It's all about being safe. And being able to tell that inner empath, all right, I get it. I understand. And we don't need that right now. We may need it later, but right now we don't need it. Find out who you are. Being an empath is a part of you. And it's an amazing part of you. But it's not all of you. It's not everything that there is to you. And maybe this time is a way to find out what are the other parts of you. Maybe... Part of you likes, you know, classical foreign films and nobody else has to like it or agree to it because it's yours. Who are you when you're alone? And do you enjoy the company of that person when you're alone? It's okay to let the empathy go. Because that's not all there is to you. Find out all of there is to you. Find out all the little pieces of yourself that don't involve taking care of somebody else. Put yourself first. Ask yourself, what makes me happy? 
and then maybe even list down the things that make you happy. Who are you when there's no one to resonate with? Because I'd be willing to bet that's a pretty cool person. And maybe, just maybe, part of the gift of all this, because, you know, even in the bad things, there's things that we're meant to learn. And I consider anything that I am meant to learn a gift. So once you figure out that maybe part of this, the gift in this, the learning opportunity in this is finding out who you are and exploring that person and getting to know that person when you don't have anyone else to resonate off of. So thank you for joining me. I hope these uh, broadcasts are helping. If you have any questions, please contact me. And if you uh, want to reach me, you can do so in the description. There's my, the link for my Twitter page, as well as my Facebook page, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. So my part of, you know, kind of stretching out and trying something new is I'm going to see about doing actually little short daily broadcasts. So I'll probably be starting those next week and um, I'm looking forward to it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please place them in the comments. If you like this video, please press like. That would help me out a lot. And if you are not a subscriber, I invite you to subscribe. I'm working on getting my first hundred subscribers. And so that's kind of an exciting thing for me. And if you have any suggestions or any ideas, you know, I welcome those too. So again, thank you for joining me. Be careful. Take care of yourself. Honor yourself. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and be well.